Welcome back to the Business Digest. As part of an enlightening podcast network, we're here to ignite your curiosity and inspire continuous learning. Join us as we explore the vast universe of business, unveiling a new, hand-picked, bite-sized gem of journalism in each episode. Today's episode is brought to you by Blogcast, your personalized audio feed available on iPhone and Android. In today's episode, we explore the darker side of the creator economy as we discuss the article, Has the Creator Economy Literally Hit Rock Bottom? Some creators are stinking up our industry by Ash Gerberg. Join us as we delve into the challenges and controversies surrounding certain creators who have been causing a stir in the industry. From questionable practices to ethical concerns, we examine the impact these individuals have on the creator economy. Let's dive in. Has the creator economy literally hit rock bottom? Some creators are sticking up our industry. Written and read by Ash Jeberg. It was the most peculiar side hustle I'd seen. In fact, it was more of a bottom hustle. Steph Matto was making $50,000 a week as a fart peddler. What do you mean you've never heard of a fart peddler? Okay, let me explain. Matto would excrete gas into a jar and then sell the jars to her fans. I've heard of some weird business ideas before, but this was up, or rather down, there with the most bizarre. The self-proclaimed fartpreneur had made over $200,000 before being forced into retirement after suffering extreme chest pain and fearing she had suffered a heart attack. After having blood work and an AKG done, the source of her pain was her diet of gas-inducing beans and eggs, all to produce more content. I guess she could claim it as a workplace injury? As a content creator myself, it got me thinking, Is there any limit to what can be considered content creation? Do ridiculous offerings like that of Ms. Matto bring down the overall content creation brand? Should we be ashamed to call ourselves content creators? The world's a stage. The pandemic's start in 2020 saw more and more people turn to creating content. Now there were 50 million people worldwide calling themselves creators with around 3.5 million of those earning enough from their content to consider it their full-time income. It's never been easier to become a creator with such a vast number of platforms available. 50% of professional creators earn their money via YouTube, 25% on Instagram, and 15% on Twitch. There are also platforms targeted to writers, music, actors, teachers, and podcasters. With most of these, there's virtually no barrier to entry. A laptop, an iPhone, and a microphone are the only basic tools required. You don't even need talent. The reality of it. Part 1. Matto became a content creator via a well-worn path, reality TV. She appeared on the reality show 90 Day Fiancé in 2020 and parlayed her 15 minutes of fame into her own YouTube channel. From there, she trod the well-worn path to adult content. I've heard of all sorts of content being offered on these platforms, but I was unaware of the flatulence fetish. 
Working on my own adult-friendly platform these past few months has made me aware of the different types of niches and markets that are out there. Over the years, I've gotten a few messages from men and women wanting to buy my worn bras, hair, bath water, etc. I thought farce was super niche, but also something fun, quirky, and different. It's almost like a novelty item, Matto says. There's a saying around writing and content creation that the riches are in the niches, and this was proven correct as Matto quickly hit pay dirt. The reality of it, part two. A recent study of children aged 8 to 12 found that nearly 30% aspire to become YouTubers. This should come as no surprise. After all, they probably watched nine-year-old Ryan Kaji, who makes over $2 million a month on YouTube. Or teenager Charlie D'Amelio, who made $17.5 million on TikTok in 2021. Compare this to the median pay for chief executives of S&P 500 companies of $13.4 million. And you can see why children would aspire to create content rather than to run a business. Of course, they are the high achievers. In reality, 97.5% of YouTubers earn less than the US poverty line figure of $12,140. Nowhere near enough to become professional creators. The top creators on each platform earn most of the money. For example, on Spotify, 1.4% of artists on the platform receive 90% of the royalties. That's entertainment? Entertainment is defined as the action of providing or being provided with amusement or enjoyment. The primary role of a creator should be to provide entertainment. Of course, if they can educate at the same time, that is even better, but they must entertain. The great entertainers of the past, Michael Jackson, Betty Davis, Charlie Chaplin, must be rolling or moonwalking in their graves, seeing what passes as entertainment these days. Reaction videos are incredibly popular. To me, these seem pointless. Watching someone watch a video may appeal to voyeurs, but seem to provide little in the way of entertainment. And there are Instagram creators who will do anything to create content, such as taking stage photos in really inappropriate places like Auschwitz or Chernobyl. Thankfully, they are starting to get called out and ironically being turned into content. Israeli artist Shahak Shapira was appalled at disrespectful selfies taken by Instagram creators. So he launched an art project called Yolocost to shame them. Over the last years, I noticed an interesting phenomenon at the Holocaust Museum in Berlin. People were using it as a scenery for selfies. So I took those selfies and combined them with the footage from Nazi extermination camps. At times, it makes me feel ashamed to call myself a creator. What does it mean for us? I would term myself a middle-class creator. I earn well above average for my content, but certainly nowhere near the top few percent who regularly feature in Forbes magazine. I'm sure many of you listening to this fall into this bracket also. So what does the proliferation of random content mean for us in the middle class? Does it make it harder for us to earn? Does it take some of the professionalism away and the kudos of being a creator? I think it depends on two things. Firstly, on whether you see a video as being 50% uploaded or 50% still to go. That's my glass half full creator analogy in case you missed it. Perhaps a bit subtle. 
And it also depends on how you define entertainment. Maybe receiving a bottled fart is enjoyable and entertaining for some. We should welcome content creation of all types. The more the creator economy grows and the more opportunities that arise, it's better for all of us. We should ignore the cringe-worthy headlines gathered by creators like Stephanie Matto and instead enjoy the creativity of someone like Carbo Lamy, who has carved out an enormous following based on his unique content. The good creators will outweigh the bad. I'll focus on my writing, storytelling and narrating and target the audience who prefer my content to receiving a message in a bottle. There is room for us all and hopefully the talent will rise, leaving the stink at the bottom. Blogcast. If you enjoyed this, you may also like our other podcasts, The Psychology Digest, The Technology Digest, The Self-Improvement Digest, and Daily Business News. Stay curious, stay inspired, and thanks for listening.